Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Wednesday, everyone. We have been talking about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit, and in particular, the fruit of the Spirit, that which is produced in us because the Holy Spirit resides within. And we have been looking at Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, where it lists these fruit. We've talked about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, I want today to go on and look at the next one. The next fruit of the Spirit that's listed here is faithfulness. And faithfulness is a steadfast, continued loyalty to someone or some purpose. It causes us to be dependable, reliable, and worthy of trust. What a tremendous attribute this is, that you are faithful, that what you say, you will do. When you commit to something, you follow through. Jesus talked about a faithless generation, a generation that just bends when the difficulty comes. But we need to have a quality within us that we're faithful, we're steadfast. We continue in a loyalty to what we've said or to the person that we're serving. We become dependable. In the scripture, the qualification of being God's servant is faithfulness. Matthew twenty-five twenty-one says, His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. See, many times we don't grow, we don't increase, whether it be in our natural work or in our profession, because we're not faithful in the little things. But if you're faithful in that which is little, the Bible says, I'll give you more. And many people are not faithful in the little thing they're given. They want the big thing. And unless I do the big thing and I get the credit and I get the responsibility, well, I'm not going to handle this little thing. But that shows a lack of faithfulness. The Bible says, be faithful in that which is little and I will give you much. Look at the scriptural context of this in Luke chapter 16 in verse 10. I've already mentioned the first one here. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you've been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? So here's a second aspect. First, he says, be faithful in that which is little and I'll give you much. Now he goes on to say, be faithful in unrighteous mammon and I'll give you true riches. Now, what's on righteous mammon? Well, really, I think you could just put in the word money here. Money, because money tends to be the God of this world. It purchases for us all that we need, our food, our wants, our desires, our pleasures. It's all money. And so from just an earthly, tangible point of view, money is our God. And he says here, if you can't be faithful in this, if you don't have your mind right, if you don't have your attitudes right towards money, how can God give you true riches? 
Because, folks, there is something more valuable than money. There are some things that money can't buy. There are eternal rewards that have nothing to do with money. And so he tells us here, if we're going to be used of God, you need to be faithful in little, and you also need to be faithful in unrighteous mammon. Now notice what else he says here in verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? This raises the whole area of, are you a servant? Are you able to serve someone else? Can you be faithful in someone else's endeavor? And the scripture says, if you're faithful in that, then God will give you your own. Do you see how faithfulness here is so important? That these three qualifications actually are listed for us to be faithful. That we're faithful in that which is little, we're faithful in unrighteous mammon, and we're faithful in that which is another man's. And if we pass these tests of faithfulness, God then will give us more. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. This is the prime characteristic to be used of God. Not your skill, not your talent. No, he's looking for people that will be faithful. In 2 Timothy 2, 2, Paul writes Timothy and he tells him, And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So you see, God is looking for faithful men and women that he can impart treasure to, impart ministry to, impart responsibility to. He's looking for faithful people. Now that comes out of a relationship with God through the Spirit that produces this fruit. And we're going to be judged accordingly. Look at Luke chapter 19. Jesus gives the parable about a man going away into a far country and delivering his kingdom to his servants. And he says, do business till I come. And then it says he returns and he calls his servants into him to know how much each man had gained by trading. In other words, he had imparted his goods to these servants and said, now you do business till I come back. And then he wanted to see what they had accomplished. Now, obviously, this parable is speaking about Jesus Christ, who is now gone away. He is in heaven, but he's going to return. And while he's gone, he has given to us his goods. He wants us to be faithful and to be about his business, accomplishing his ends and purposes on the earth. And we see here in verse 16, the first servant says, Master, your mina has earned ten minas. Now listen to what the Lord says. Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. We see here that we are judged on the basis of our faithfulness and will be rewarded accordingly. Have you been faithful in what God has given you? So this is a very, very important aspect this quality of faithfulness. Let's aspire to it. And let's say, Lord, I'm going to live my life in such a way that when you return, you'll say, good and faithful servant. Now that brings us to the next fruit of the Spirit that's listed here, and that is gentleness. Gentleness. Listen to how often this is emphasized in the Scripture. Ephesians 4 and verse 1 says, Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. 
Listen to 1 Timothy 6.11. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. 2 Timothy 2.24. And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. And finally, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So in all these portions of Scripture, it's telling us that we should be gentle. Now, what does it mean to be gentle? Well, here's the definition I would give you. Gentleness produces a manner that is pleasant and moderate. It is not unduly violent, harsh, or rough, but rather appropriate to the emotional sensitivities of others. Now, I think this is the key. You have to be appropriate to the situation. As a parent, you might be roughhousing it with your kids, sort of wrestling on the ground. And there can be a lot of play and struggle and going on, a lot of fun. But there is a level of gentleness that has to be there to apply appropriate force so that the children that we're playing with are not hurt or injured. Now, that's true in the natural. How much more in the spiritual? As we conduct ourselves with friends, with neighbors, with fellow workers, with people in the church, with people that we come in contact with. There are levels of how much force you should exert towards another. You know, sometimes we think someone's in the wrong and we're in the right. We just sort of go in there like a bull in a china shop and we just tear everything up. But we don't realize we're doing more damage than good. And this is why it says in Galatians 6, 1 here, that if you're going to restore someone that's fallen into a trespass, you must do it with a spirit of gentleness or you're going to do more harm than good. Now, this is a quality that Jesus had, gentleness. Now, sometimes he was firm and he denounced people, but he did it to a level of their sensitivities. Those that needed the stern reprimand, he gave because that's the only thing that could reach them. But with others, he was so gentle and kind because of their situation and how fragile they were in their being. So, gentleness. Let the Holy Spirit show you how to be gentle. As it says here, don't don't quarrel, but be gentle. And to pursue this, let it be cultivated in your life as a fruit of the Spirit. Now, that brings us to the last one, the final one that's listed here in Galatians 5, and that is self-control. And here's how I would define that. Self-control is having our thoughts, words, and actions under control. We cease to be led by the extreme demands of our desires and emotions, but rather learn to respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Now, this is where it really comes down, and we can see this clearly. When we say self-control, it probably is not the best term to use, because you see, we can't control ourself. We need God in our life and the Holy Spirit leading us and guiding us. And by responding to the Holy Spirit, then we can control ourselves. You see, if we just try in our own efforts to overcome our bad habits or to overcome that which we know is negative in our lives, 
we're going to be frustrated because we can our human nature in our own selves. But God has put his spirit within us. And the final result of his spirit being within us, he motivates us. He gives us guidance. He gives us direction. And as we respond things, then there's a power for us to do what we ought to do. And so in Galatians 5, it finishes this list by saying, The fruit of the Spirit is self-control. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So all of these fruit come forth in our life as a result of our walking in the Spirit. That's the time we have for today. But we'll go on and talk more of these things tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.